What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I am pumped because... I have a, a, a gentleman on today that, that is a man of many talents and, and what he's known for isn't even really what he's the most passionate about, which is what I love about him. And, and so guys, I've got Rogers Healy on the show today. Rogers, thanks, bro. This is this is gonna be awesome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I want to know what I'm passionate about. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're, take, we're gonna take a dive. We're we're gonna get into the the uh, the the Rogers music tour here in just a little bit. Love it uh, because I think people are gonna really be fascinated by that. But I'm just man, you know. So this podcast is designed to help people get the weirdness out of social media. Yeah, right. Because I think so many people love to teach you what to do, but they don't really educate you on the mindset it takes to just live your life in a way that makes you attractive to other people. And I think you do it at a high level. And so will you just tell people that, that may not know you, like who's Rogers Healy? What are you about? So they can get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, my name's Rogers Healy. I am most commonly known as being a real estate entrepreneur. I've been a realtor for 20 years now, started in college, went to SMU from South Texas, Went to high school and college here in Dallas at SMU, like I said. And um, yeah, my, my background, the, sh- the short of it is I was a perpetual failure, um, but I was also yeah. a perpetual trier. And I think that I love it. Uh, eventually the intersection of failing and succeeding, uh, you find your way there. And I think the difference between people like me and a lot of other people is once I got there, I became obsessed with staying there. And mm. um yeah, just been an entrepreneur literally my whole life. And real estate is not is not my legacy. Um, it's what I do for my yeah. career. But yeah, my 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 passions, my obsessions, my hobbies lie within other things. But if it wasn't for real estate, I would not be able to go pursue things that bring me a different type of joy. I have a right. real estate company in Dallas called Rogers Healing Associates property management company called Healy Property Management and a relocation company appropriately titled Healy Global Relocation. So much stuff. So, so, so much stuff. So and much. I, I want to just real quick. So the other day I was watching Glory Road. Oh God. Yeah. With my children. I should have my hair like this. And uh, in the in the, in the cha- in the national championship game, they scan to the bench and I go, not just that, not just any bench, the Kentucky bench. The Kentucky bench, right? The 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 racist bench is is for the movie. Yep. So that was you, right? Are you are you riding the pine for Kentucky in Glory Road? 
let's sidestep here. Um, I played a 1955 um, basketball player coached by a coach at Kentucky named Adolph Rupp, um, later to be named John Boyd, who's the actor. But yep. yeah, that, that was me. And that's just kind of part of my journey. And part of my story is um, I decided one day that I wanted to be an actor. So moved to L- L.A. and was wow. able to do some fun stuff. But yeah, I was in a movie called Glory Road and um, rode the bench, which is kind of the theme of my life. But <laughs> I knew where to sit in the movie to where I got um, I got some good screen time. And You did, man. You were you were right there. So that, that's not why we're doing this. Yeah, no, but, but I wanted to get, I I just, I I wanted to get validated that that was you. And so that was, that was, that's awesome. 22 year old version of me with shorter hair and um, a lower cholesterol. So yes. Dude, come on. So let's talk social media because you, you are always out there and, and it is always, it is always random, but it, but it's not random, right? It, I think you're great at making it feel random, but it's it's very thought through and intelligent. And, and so, uh, you know, well, you know, give or take, uh, you know, maybe a couple things. But why why do you do social media the way that you do? Like, why don't you make it more real estate focused like a lot of other people in the industry might? Because um, I, I, I think real estate is kind of boring. And yeah. I, I think that... Um, you know, part of social media, part of marketing. Like I'm, I'm literally wearing a pair of socks that have my my emo, my bitmoji on it, and I think I that love it. Everything in life, in, in, in within, you know, reason is real estate. My ankle, that's real estate. There's space on there that can be used. That's real estate. And social yeah. media to me is the definition of online real estate. And so. You know, in, in my industry, realtors are a dime a dozen, right? There's there's a realtor you can go sneeze, maybe bad analogy. You can go throw a rock <laughs> field and you're going to hit at least one realtor. No and, doubt. And so the objective, I think, especially starting out, is to be unique, to be different, and to be memorable. And so for me, I have a unique name, I have a unique persona, and I look different than most traditional realtors. And so I kind of was given that gift. Um, and then I had to go and obviously learn real estate and, and, and build a business, which took time. But I want people to realize that even if you're successful and I'm, I'm like relatively successful, but it doesn't have to change you. And I think that, you know, we were talking before this about my faith. Like a lot of people are afraid to go proclaim their love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Which the whole purpose for me for being a Christian is to proclaim your love for Jesus in hopes right. of recruiting for the kingdom. And so right. that is part of my brand. But um you know, I, I just feel like part of my role with social media, especially now, is to fight the good fight for the good people and letting them know that if you fake it online, you don't deserve it. And come on. Um, and I think for me, it's just about keeping my personal brand consistent, which is just me. Um, and it's not even really an acquired taste anymore. It's just like nothing I do is controversial online because I don't do controversial stuff in person. And I think people can see that there's no shortcut. Yeah getting somewhere. And all I've done differently is I've just worked my face off for a very long time. So how do you, cause I, I, I mean, you got, you got what, 300, 400 agents at, at your brokerage. Yeah. Give or take. So I would imagine that it would be easy for them to, to watch you and go, well, duh, of course it's easy for you. You're on the news, you're in magazines, you used to be in movies, right? Like how do you, because you do a lot of leadership stuff. I saw you post about, you know, the Zoom call with your leadership team today. Yeah. How do you help empower your agents 
to just go live out them, their own truth on social media because of the impact it can have on their business? Um, great question. I think there's a lot of answers to give here. I think the easiest is leading by example with, okay. um, I don't know, with passionate, um, pragmatic uh, communication style. And I, no one ever had to wake me up and be like, hey, if you work harder, you're going to do better. Great. Yeah. But I think on the flip side, too, there's a lot of stuff that gets lost in translation. And whether it's someone who is 22 years old or 92 years old, sometimes people, I would rather, if my knee was busted and I went to the doctor, I don't want to go there and for five minutes, the doctor's going to go over x-rays. I want him to say, your knee is busted. And then I feel like that's my leadership style. Time is money. We don't have a lot of time and it's precious. And that's the only thing on earth that you can't create is time. Right. And so um, I, I'm just very blunt, but I've learned how to do it with politeness and with, um, you know, some eloquence. But I, I think leading by example is crucial. And if I go out there and the difference between me and most real estate company owners is that I've been a successful realtor and everything that I'm encouraging them to do, I do it. And when they see this and they're like, wow, this guy built a, 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 you know, a great company and it, they didn't realize it took me almost 20 years to do it, but right, right. I'm still living exactly what I encourage people to do every day, but I have it compounded 20 years later. Sure. It works differently. So do you, do you run into agents that, right? The, the big three for me are, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. I don't know what to talk about. When, when you hear that that sort of self-limiting belief happen around your agents, how do you encourage them through it? It's not an encouragement. It's, it's look, here's the reality. You have like people that say that they need time to ease into it. I'm going to ask them respectfully to find another company to waste the time off. And All right. this is not, and I, and I mean that not from a coach or a hoorah perspective, but you either have it in you or you don't. And you start a diet yesterday, you start hustling yesterday, you don't start it tomorrow or next week. It's like you either do it or you don't. And so God gave you the way that you look. He gave you the way that you think. You either you either use it to your advantage or you need to go find another career path because you won't make it in real estate because you're going to get crushed by someone like me who's going to outwork you. And so I, I think that it's it's so mental, right? But it's not one of those things like I've never smoked a cigarette, but I know that people that are addicted to it take some time to wean off of it. This yeah. is really a decision. Yes or no. And if you want to be great at something, you have to go and tell yourself this because no one's going to believe you on the outside when you're trying to fake it. So, you know, it's it's not a matter of me pushing them or forcing them. It's like, look, if you want to do this, here's your chance. And I can tell you out of the thousands of people that have come and been a part of my life in real estate, the handful of people that make it think very simply. They think, hey, I got it in me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove it to myself first. And then I'm going to show the world that I'm authentic. And those are the ones that have built my company. I love it. I love it, man. I I, I might need to take a page out of the, the Rogers Healy book and just be a little bit you're, more. You're beautiful. And you're smart with people. Sure. No, it's not, you it's know? not but it's, it's gotten me not in trouble, but you know, not everyone thinks and interprets and digests the way that I do. And a large part of the reason that I am this, front facing and straightforward is that like, I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. It sucks to say that, but I'm, I never used to be the guy that was a few weeks behind on emails or on calls or on texts. And you get to the point where it's like, you've seen it all, but I have to realize too, that I have to be sensitive to the fact that there are people that have never had a leader in their life. They've never had a mentor. They've never had a job. And which means 
it might take them a little bit more time. But the question is, if you want to do something, here's your chance to figure it out. It might take yeah. you some time to get there, but you know, that's also part of the journey. I love music. I love it. And I know we're going to talk about this probably. Yes, sir. We are. One of the greatest songs ever written, no joke, is Miley Cyrus's song, The Climb. And I, and I think that people need to realize that part of the trophy is the journey. And there's always be another mountain. There's always be something you have to move, but it's all about the climb. Yeah. Uh, but when people see that behind the scenes, they're like, I don't know if I actually want to go. Great. Then quit now. But if you want to go and wake up and have grit and have perspective and have Jesus and have whatever, then you're going yeah. to make it. Come on. Well, so that that's a great segue into this morning. You, I, I watched your video about Cartier oh, yeah. had, while I was driving into the office this morning. And man, and, and here's what was cool is like you had a hat on, you were in a Chicago, Chicago Cubs sweatshirt, but you run a, a close to billion dollar company, right? Like, did you ever, I mean, well, you know, based, like based on sales yeah. that, that you okay. talked about the other day, um, like that's wild, man. And, and I feel like we live in a world where people just go, but I can't. If I want people to take me seriously, I can't have a hat on. I can't be in a sweatshirt. Like, talk to people that that are struggling with just having to always be perfect all the time. And sometimes you'll rock a big old stash. Yeah. Right. Like you don't take yourself too seriously, and I freaking love it. How do we get more people to feel that way? I'm glad for the. I'm happy for the people that think the opposite of me. Are you okay? They make it easier, and and you know your the whole mindset thing that you talked about. They have a fixed mindset. And, you know, like I posted on LinkedIn last week and I, I get passionate and I have these rants where I'm like, learn how to work hard, blah, blah, blah. And someone commented back when I started my sales career, the only way that we thought we could be successful is with a nice car and nice clothes. And I re immediately responded, I would have been screwed. And it's because yeah. I can afford a nice car, nice clothes, whatever. So I, again, I, I think that social media is bait and, and it's, it's, a, you could be sincere with your bait but I want my bait to be authentic and approachable. And when I do that, the people that always talk behind my back that don't know me, eventually they have nothing to talk about. And when you can turn the haters and the crap talkers and the potsters into followers, they eventually become fans and become clients. And I think that's about, again, being the mm. bigger person, but it's not, I'm not over here picking out a Chicago Cubs sweatshirt from 2016 and an old hat. That's what I want to wear anyway. Right. And, right. and that's my, and that's my personality is I'm, I'm casual, but again, there's a, there's a time and a place. I'm not wearing jean shorts and a tank top to my office, but a sure. three-piece three suit isn't my style either. So um, I, I think the irony of it is, is that everyone else that I compete with for the most part in the arena of real estate success are flashy and um, they're, yeah. they're workaholics. But I will tell you that a lot of these people, if not the majority are empty mm. and I refuse to go and sell out and I just could never do it. A mustache is an extreme example, whatever I did this morning, but like, that's me. And yeah. people used to think I was a peacock because I wanted attention. Of course I like attention, Who but, doesn't? but I like, I like having a mustache. I like classic rock music and I like old school cowboys. And when I have a mustache, I feel like I'm connected to them differently. And now it, have you, have you had a mustache since you've been married? Yeah, I had a mustache when I met my wife, when I proposed Dude. to her, and then after we got married. We we might need to we might need to do a whole nother episode one day 
about like how you've, you convinced your wife that that was the right look for you because I can't get my wife to let me shave my beard for the life of me. Well, um, I will tell you that I did not have a mustache on our wedding day. And so, yeah. So, okay. So there are limitations. Yeah. There's, there's definitely limitations, but, um, yeah, again, that's just to me, it's, it's an opportunity to where the mustache thing, people are like, why do you, it's so weird. It's so fun. It's so, it's like, why is it fascinating? And like, if you go Google, like Glenn Fry, lead singer of the Eagles, 1975, he's got a freaking mustache, lead singer of Boston. And like, they didn't do it as a joke because there wasn't social media. They did it because it was a trendy, cool thing. Right. Um, and so I'm obviously not a trendsetter. I'm not cool, but the irony of a mustache is, you know, it, it's a door opener. Can I tell you what I believe about mustaches real Please. quick? Yeah. So what I've discovered is you have a thicker upper lip. Yeah. Which makes for a great mustache. I have like a thinner upper lip. So I look pervy. No, you look. And this- you look classy. Like I've just decided thin look- upper lipped guys can't pull off mustaches. You look distinguished and I just look rugged. Um, no way, man. But a mustache, I, I don't, I mean, I don't technically have one right now, but. It calms me down. It makes me more laid back, which is a synonym for calms me down. But uh, <laughs> I, I just love it. But um, yeah, That's it. I'm convincing my wife to let me have one. It's a phenom. It's so, a phenom. dude, I, I want to ask you about because, you know, I, I used to be a pastor and I wear my faith on my sleeve unapologetically. And I, I will never stop in spite of the hate that I've had in the past for it from different places. Do you do you feel like in the business world there needs to be some sort of disconnect between who you are in business and and like the faith that you choose to have or follow, or or are you all for people living it out to the fullest that they choose? You answer that question. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I know, but you're the guest. Nobody wants to listen to me say it. They want to hear you say it. It's look, you're whatever you do in life, you're either all in or you're all out. And I, I think that in the handful of things that I do, I hate the word passion. I think passion is out, is overplayed. I think it's uh, it's overused. It's trendy. You got to be obsessed. And I'm obsessed with the things that matter most to me: my wife, my family, my dogs, my career, my hobbies. But I wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for my Lord. And I'm yeah. not a pastor. I can't I can't quote scripture. But my brand is a man of faith. Yeah. And I that again, like I've had different journeys, different stories that have gotten me where I'm at to go and proclaim that so boldly. But, you know, again, it's either sincere or it's not. I don't I don't respond with every email. God bless, because it might not be a fun email. Right. I, and I can go and also live on the other side of it to where I screw up. I, I, I sin. I curse. I make stupid mistakes. What? But I can own it. And that's part yeah. of being a Christian as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. Is that that's the that's the premise of the of the relationship for me. Is that it's based on, you know, being saved and being in a in a safe place. So yeah, I love it. Um, I have a hard time with people that keep their mouth shut and that want to ask if I can pray. Like you don't pray for the other person. You pray for yourself for for food or for whatever. Um, so no, I take a hard stance on that. I love that. I love it. And so I want to take. Uh, a hard right turn in, into music because I am, I'm fascinated by your record collection. You, you probably talk about music more than anything else. It wasn't long ago that I feel like you kind of officially made the announcement of like the Rogers music tour 
where you're trying to have the largest collection of all things music in not the world. Large, not largest, but the best. The best. It probably will be the largest at some point. Yeah, I agree. You know, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will be like, hey, bro, could we borrow that guitar that you've got for something this weekend? Yeah. So where, like, where did that come from? The, like, because like you said, passion's overused. So you have an obsession. Yeah. Where, where'd that obsession come from? Um, so I'll show you. I mean, like, I've got these thank you notes where my favorite quote is some people hear the music while others feel it. Mm. And, um, it's just one of those things, man, that like a, a, as a kid, there's no explanation to it. And for y'all that are watching this now or later, it, it, it genuinely is something that just has overtaken my worldly desires to have just rent. Like every day I have a frame shop below me every day. I pick up five or six different I items that I've gotten framed. I literally have a, a stack of them right here on my couch, but I just love the way music makes me feel. And I love the way that it's the only thing, um, unfortunately, it's the only thing on earth that can unite anybody, no matter your background, what you're doing, et cetera. And yeah. also something it's like when you met your wife, when I met my wife, like you cannot go and mirror that feeling of a connection. And, right. and so for me, music is something that I have learned that is part, I, I feel like part of my mission on earth is to introduce people to different feelings. And I don't think many things other than love and but like the bad parts, betrayal, anger, hurt, et cetera. But the connection with music to me is something that is unlike anything else. And I've been really blessed to live a fun life full of uh, crazy, um, you know, crazy stories, et cetera. But with music, it, it, it's just, I have a gift ironically with music, I, the ironic part, I can't sing, I can't write music, I can't play music, <laughs> I can't dance. And I, I have no production skills, but I know more about music than anyone I've ever met. And wow. it's to a degree where last thing I'll say is I found out I had a photographic memory um, because of music. And so I leveraged that into business. And again, it, it just kind of perpetuated from there. And so you use the right, this obsession plays out in your social media all the time, Yeah, whether it's playing a record or showing something new that came in the mail, has that led to business opportunity? just out of your common like mutual you know, mutual respect for music yeah of course i mean everything can lead to a business opportunity and I, and I think that in the world of business and this is what social media does such a great job of um gives you the ability to be familiar and, and i think that um and again like i can surprise people all day long because they don't expect me to know about certain genres they don't know that i can back it up and i might say someone's name like you know i'm like, like no blah, blah 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 this is his cousin's name this is the street he grew up on and the first liner note he thanked his uncle Leroy. it's like i remember wow. this stuff and so it's led to opportunity because i feel like in the world of sales the quicker you can go and talk comfortably and confidently about something you love the less likely you are to get interviewed and um, yeah, and, and I, but I can, I can speak to the same thing with business or, uh, sports or whatever it is, but music would be, you know, if someone had one lifeline on, on, on earth and it was music, I want to be everybody's phone call. Well, you'll, you will be my phone call. If it is about music, there is oh, no doubt. Hopefully you don't need a lifeline, but yes, that, that's true. That is true. But if I do, I'm coming, I'm coming your way. So I want to ask you as we wrap up. Uh, I got two things I want to ask you about. The first yeah. is leader is leadership. 
you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you were on a leadership call with your team that, you know, you took a picture of Zoom and shared that. What, what role do you think leadership specifically should play in an entrepreneur's life? Everything. Um, everything. There, uh, I could tell you a, a million different examples, but Simon Sinek, one of my mentors sent me a Simon Sinek uh, speech. I'm not real big on hoorah stuff. I love good quotes. I love great leaders. Um, but I watched this thing a couple weeks ago. Simon Sinek, very simple guy, um, very successful. Um, yeah. Kind of the uh, the calm Tony Robbins. And yeah. like the business person's Tony Robbins. Anyway, he did something to where he said, the one thing that every every true leader has to, ma- has to master is empathy. Mm. Empathy. And I just saw this, like, and I was like, damn, I was like, that's so true to where part of being a leader is being in the shadow, which again, music analogy. The greatest thing I can tell you, my favorite group ever is the Eagles. The Eagles lead singer is Don Henley. The instrument Don Henley plays is the drums, which means Don Henley is the rhythm, right? And he's kind of the, the voice and the face of this group, but he's not on the front part of the stage. Wow. That's Fry, that's Joe Walsh, that's the uh, Timothy B. Schmidt. It's the people that have been in and out of the, of, of the band for a while. But I saw that and I started to connect with music differently to where at my house, before my wife it was my house, now it's our house, I had a room that I turned into the front man room. And I literally became obsessed with the theory of a front man. Everybody from Jim Morrison to Axl Rose to Chuck Berry to anybody you want to name. And I was like, this is what a leader does. And then you think about these, the Mount Rushmore of music in general, the Rolling Stones, the Led Zeppelins, the Aerosmiths, all these people. It's like they have an epic lead singer, but you also know who their drummer is. You also know who the bassist is. You also know who the guitarist is. And sometimes you might know who the background singers are. And if the background singers went off and started their own group, and because then, like, that is what a leader does. The leader goes and they, they keep the other people just as significant. And they make them feel great. Or even if it's the Dave Matthews band, pretty simple who started the band. But you yeah. know who Carter, Gar- Carter Buford is, right? Not many people know who the drummer is for a band from South Africa. It's like, but he did that. And, you know, and I think by doing that, it's the empathetic approach, but it also just... You know, I could sit back and be like, I've done all these great things. But like, no, man, the special part about what a true band leader and a true lead singer does is they get recognition for their teammates and their bandmates. And then through that, there's loyalty and they don't have an E true Hollywood story about the disruption. They have rock and roll induction. And we want to win the Super Bowl every year. We want to have the highest grossing concert sales every year, but we want to do it with people that genuinely care about each other. Mm. Man, I love it. Dude, that's a, that's such a great answer. Thank you. I can't wait to watch this back when I get to edit all this stuff later. Oh, you so got my, my my final question this morning on your stories, you shared a, a picture of your of your devotional from the. I think you're doing the one year Bible, like a one year Bible. You know it. And uh, so you know, I I don't know if you've read it every day, but you've posted every day, and that's yeah. the first part of the battle, right? Yep. Is is at least posting it. That's what I'm really great at. And man, there was a there was a part on that page that that really fascinated me because it's it's talking about Exodus, and and so it's talking about the Ten Commandments, and you know the the first one being like don't put any false gods before me, right? Talking about idolatry, and the the the, the writer said if you want a good like litmus test on are you putting anything before me, ask yourself this question, and he said. What do you think about when your mind is in neutral? 
And I don't know why I was fascinated by that question. So I'm interested to see what you think. I'm either the best person to ask this, ask this question <laughs> or the worst because I don't know how to put my mind in neutral. And okay. I've got a point in my life where, as crazy as this is going to sound, I program my dreams. And every night before I go to bed, I literally choose what I want to go dream about, which I know you all are going to be like, this guy is on all sorts of drugs. Come on. But I, I do that. And I, and I think it's because I, you know, in most times it's a concert. I literally go to bed. I'm like, if I could be at any concert in the history of time, where would it be? And it sounds crazy, but I can go and, and do this to where I have, a, I have a great dream. I don't remember the last time I had a bad dream, literally. Uh, wow. In my life. But when I'm in neutral, right? And, and, and there maybe the analogy for that is in prayerful thought. And I think sure. that like when you're in, con like the whole, I don't understand, I'm going to talk to God. No, to me, that's a prayer. And, and I think that if you're intentionally present with the Lord and whoever your God is, when you're praying, when you're reading the Bible, yeah. that to me means your mind is in neutral, right? Because it's just simple. It's like you're spending time with, with Christ, you're 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 10 hours, whatever it is. And that to me is the, is the, is the calmest I am all day. Um, and I think it's Love also that. hard as an entrepreneur. Last thing I'll say is that you're, you, once you're successful, you're going to be pulled in a million different directions. Right. And I have learned that I can't be on here, on here and on here at the same time. It's like, you have to be laser focused for people to actually believe you. Yeah. Uh, and that took me a long time, which means like from 6.01 AM until 7.01 PM, I'm not in neutral. I'm in overdrive. Yeah. But there's ways to go and strategically plan my day where I know that I'm actually spending time with the most important being ever. Uh, and that, that person is not here on earth. Dude, so good, man. And I, I just, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough because I know you're pulled in a million different directions. Yeah. And I was honestly shocked when I Instagrammed you and how quickly you were like, yeah, bro, let's set it up. And so, okay. Yeah, man. Thank you're, you. You're, you're a stud. Thank you. Thanks for letting me participate. And I know how much you do for other people. Um, and that to me is what it's all about. So you're, I know you're a great leader and you're great at what you do, but um, it's my Thanks, pleasure. And it's exciting that you asked me to be on this. And so thank you. And it's going to be incredible. So guys, man, you, I, I don't know how we do any better than this, but we're going to keep trying and we're going to keep bringing value. Thank what if you, you listen just, just cancel the podcast. Podcast is canceled. It's over. We're done. Finale. We just did it. We're done. And if any of y'all have questions for me, you can always reach out on our Instagram handles. But my personal one is at Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, Healy. Uh, and uh, welcome any kind of feedback. And whenever we can help y'all with any of your global real estate needs, including being a realtor at our companies, please reach out to careers at RogersHealy.com or to me personally, Rogers at RogersHealy.com. Dude, I just got so excited that I didn't even ask you to tell everybody how to find you. You don't need to ask me. I got strategic what? product. <laughs> what, a, what a horrible host I am. Good night. It's okay. Google. You can I'm, Google me. I'm glad you worked it in. Guys, yeah. thanks for watching. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, 
and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.